0: This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 92. Welcome to Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst.
1: And I'm your co host, Kelly Hurst.
0: Hello, co host.
1: Hello, host.
0: (laughs) You and I are both marriage educators, and we are co founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast, Marriage to the Max, is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level, to the max. So we have a tip of the day. This is really the same tip of the day that we've been doing for days. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, and it's by Dr. John Gottman, who is a notorious marriage researcher and uh, author of that book. Today's episode is called Let Your Partner Influence You. We're in the middle of a series that's based on the fabulous research of John Gottman and his team, and we began with the foundational principles, first, of enhancing your love maps. We right. talked about that. Then we looked at the second principle of nurturing fondness and admiration. Then the last episode, we, the, we talked about the third principle of turning towards each other, and today... We're moving on to that fourth floor of this sound relationship house that you like,
1: uh,
0: which Gottman calls this principle, letting your partner influence you.
1: Yes. Now I have to say a word to some of our listeners I will affectionately refer to as marriage geeks. Maybe that's all. If you're listening to a marriage podcast, maybe you're automatically a marriage geek.
0: And if you're listening to our podcast, maybe you're, <laughs> you're just a geek. Extra geek. Yeah.
1: But if you're actually looking up the like the PDF image of the Gottman Sound Relational House, you'll notice that the fourth level is actually called the positive perspective.
0: That's a lot of peas.
1: It is, and this refers to something that Gottman calls positive sentiment override. So Brett, do you want to kind of unpack what positive sentiment override is so we can...
0: Yeah, positive sentiment override is when you're putting so much positive um, energy, we'll say, affirmation, compliments, uh, kindness, all kinds of things to the point where it overflows in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And then negative sentiment override is the opposite of that, where you're... Putting negative energy or no energy, right? Yeah. Uh, either way, that starts an accumulation of of negative sentiment, and that override is is like uh, all of a sudden you're overflowing with negativity.
1: Yeah. So what we like to say about like if you're if your relationship's in positive sentiment override. Then negative things that happen just don't really shake you. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't
0: you, doesn't phase you?
1: Yeah, if you're if you've got lots of goodwill in your relationship, then when your partner messes up and says something dumb, it doesn't stick because yeah. you're you're able to kind of be like, oh, he just had a bad day, or she she's just stressed out, or right. you know whatever. It's all good, right? So the negative stuff doesn't really stick. On the other hand, if you're a negative sentiment override... It's the, the opposite. The positive stuff doesn't stick.
0: Yeah. So even even little things become World War Three. Yeah, Because exactly. you have no margin for any type of connectivity. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, even when you say something like, man, you look good today. Well, what was wrong with what I looked like yesterday? You know, that's kind of how the the attitude goes when you've got the negative sentiment override. So... What, Brett, do you, what, so what is letting your partner influence you, which is the topic of today's show, uh-huh. what does that have to do with the positive perspective?
0: Well, it's when we are open to honoring and respecting each other's opinions. Uh, it's when we're valuing each other's perspective. Um, all that just simply makes for a more positive relationship, which seems obvious, but it's always remarkable Mm -hmm. how infrequently couples might do that Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's really having the mindset of hey we're a team we're in this together we need each other um unfortunately men and this is not to stereotype but Mm -hmm. men are much less likely to accept influence from their wives than wives are from their husbands now that has been changing uh over the last few generations but um statistically speaking still, when a man is not willing to share power or influence with his wife, uh, then there is an 81% chance, according to Gottman's research, that this marriage will end.
1: Yeah. I mean, just stop right there with that statistic. I mean, not just an 81% chance that he'll be in an unhappy relationship.
0: But that the marriage will end.
1: <laughs> that's that's huge.
0: Yeah. So obviously, it takes two to make or break a marriage. Uh, so men are not you know, completely at fault here. It's, Absolutely. There's, as we say all the time, there are three sides to two sides of every story, mm-hmm. and it takes two to make or break a marriage. Uh, a lot of times people will misunderstand that when they hear about somebody's marriage breaking down and mm-hmm. they will say, well, it's all her fault or mm-hmm. it's all his fault. Uh, there's a lot it's more. It's
1: never that simple. That's
0: right. There's always a lot more going on in that situation. So yeah, it's... so
1: it's it's just as important for wives to accept... The influence of their husbands, of course. But this is what's interesting. Gott's, Gottman's research indicates that most wives, even in unhealthy marriages, already tend to do that.
0: All right. So there's a tendency for for wives to accept.
1: Yeah, in, it's, it's in, a little more common in
0: more cases. Yeah, than the Not other way always. around.
1: But oftentimes men don't return the favor, you know. And maybe that's just a cultural thing, you know, whatever. What for whatever reason, that's just what he's shown in his research. So
0: okay, so but it has
1: to be both partners accepting influence.
0: Agreed. No, you're right. So, what are what are some obstacles, uh, possible obstacles to letting your partner influence you? It could be cultural conditioning, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe uh, just continuing on the patriarchal society uh, that that we've known throughout most of history. Mm -hmm. Another obstacle could be uh, selfishly wanting our own way. Mm -hmm. That always is an obstruction (laughs) to any of these principles. Uh, never happens to me, but mm. uh, anyway. Also, not knowing how to ask for help,
1: mm-hmm. we could, might not have been modeled that. Uh, in ma- maybe our parents' marriage didn't share influence, you mm-hmm. know, or accept, it. and so we don't really know how to do it, right? You know, to ask. Well, what's your opinion on this? Or could you help me solve this problem? Or you know,
0: and this is a good time to say what we don't say enough on this podcast is. It's okay to not know.
1: Oh gosh, yes. You
0: know, and there aren't. I mean, now we're in a culture where there have been a lot of marriage books written, and there's great stuff on, you know, on the internet, and mm-hmm. uh, there's bad stuff too. But uh, <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of resources that are more readily available. But the point remains: we're not giving. We're not given a. 100% accurate how to handbook mm-hmm. when we get married. Yeah. You know, even even all the great research and even all great opinion people like ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, we're still figuring it out as we go into our 32nd year of marriage exactly. here. Exactly. So um so anyway, there's no crime in asking for help. We're all learning from each other. And then also a problem might be that we don't want to admit when we're wrong.
1: So true. What was your- I I feel sorry for people like that, <laughs> aka <laughs> myself. Yes. Um yeah, no, I I didn't really know in the early years of our marriage how to say I'm sorry. Like I just I I didn't I I, I wasn't I didn't understand that I could admit that I was wrong Mm -hmm. and it would still be okay.
0: What do you mean, okay?
1: Meaning that you were still, you weren't going to like bulldoze over me. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. You know what I'm
1: saying? You were a safe place for me to be able to say I was wrong and you could be like, okay, let's move on.
0: So if you said you were wrong, I wasn't going to shame you
1: for for
0: admitting that. Or you weren't going to be like,
1: I told you so, da 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 da. Right. But. I needed to learn that that was okay before mm-hmm. I... Now, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to say I'm sorry, yeah. or I was wrong, or yeah. made a mistake, or whatever. It's
0: very easy for me to say it. <laughs> I get lots of practice. So what was the word you couldn't say?
1: Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or
0: like Fonzie. Wrong. was
1: R- wrong. R- R- wrong,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I'm way better at it now.
0: So a phrase that Gottman uses in this context is yielding to win yielding Yielding to to win win,
1: i love that phrase which
0: is maybe a little bit better for most people to hear than giving in
1: yeah because if the only if you think of it as just giving in or surrendering to someone else's opinion or someone else's idea that sounds like you're losing well it sounds
0: like (laughs) your idea or your side of things is completely discounted
1: yeah that's true
0: you know where in reality in most situations, we've you've got an idea, I've yeah. got an idea, and we
1: work together, and we sort of shape it together. Yeah. You know. So here's
0: what we're bringing to the table. Now, what's the best yeah way to move forward? You know, yeah. Maybe may we'll come up with a solution where it's sixty percent your idea, forty percent my idea, or something, and
1: yeah. Together,
0: um, together we think. Hey, that's a that's a. Best of all world solution.
1: Yeah, so the yielding to win idea, it, it always reminds me of the late Stephen Covey, who said, you know, one of his principles was um, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Mm-hmm. Most people do just the opposite. we We want to be understood first, and then we'll listen and try to understand your point of view. But I always think, you know, it's it's never uh, you can always listen because if you're one hundred percent right, then i can listen to someone else's idea and i'm not going to get swayed mm-hmm. because i don't need to be swayed right but if my opinion needs to be changed then what do i have to lose from listening to someone else's advice or opinion right i i may need to change my way so either way i'm okay with listening you know and accepting someone else's idea right why I'm, are you looking at me like that
0: i'm sorry i was just so mesmerized while I was listening to you. Okay, because I, I
1: look so good with my no makeup <laughs> and, and no,
0: you look great. I was just enraptured with you while I was enraptured.
1: listening. Enraptured. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a challenge out to our listeners sometime today. Use the word enraptured with your spouse.
0: I double dog dare you. So something we've mentioned before on the podcast is what Gottman calls the magic marriage ratio.
1: Yeah. Mm,
0: uh, and all that is, it's it's he's talking about when the positive to negative interactions during conflict are greater than or equal to five to one. In other words, that's the key. Yeah. If if you have five positive interactions for every one negative interaction, then you're in a good spot
1: yeah and i mean i look at that on paper and go whoa that is a lot because it is it's you
0: have to be intentional
1: it's it's a difficult ratio to master even outside of conflict sure. just trying to do the five to one right but when you're disagreeing and you're in conflict i mean that is really intentionality yeah to I, try to be bring five positive interactions for every one. yeah I, negative. Yeah,
0: you would say I'm a fairly optimistic person, mm-hmm. positive person. And and it that for me that's a lot of work. Yeah. So for most people that's going to be a whole lot of work yes. to to train yourself to be positively oriented like that. Yeah. But that's sure. the key to success according to his research. Yeah. No. And and here's the thing people need to know. It becomes part of you. Yeah. If you practice being uh, positive or what Scripture says, speaking the truth in love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if, you, if that really becomes who you are, where you just are practicing l- loving conversations, mm-hmm. you can be honest. But but being, what's the most loving way that I can say this? What's the most loving way I can care for this person? Mm-hmm. What's the way that I can come in and really listen and be engaged and all that kind of stuff? It it may be hard at first, but then it just becomes part of you. And you don't you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. And you and I have seen husbands and wives who were not good at that mm-hmm. put that into practice and become good at it. And go, wow, their yeah. whole relationship has.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's important to going back to the five to one ratio. I think it's important to realize in practical terms, it's not necessarily five positive statements for every one negative statement. A positive interaction could just be just putting your hand on a person's knee or just the fact that you're active listening. Right. You know, just being fully present or not making a roll your eyes, you know, in the middle of a conflict kind of a thing. that's
0: true. It's not just verbal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. What a wonderful...
1: are you enraptured by me? I'm
0: still enraptured, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> so anyway, it's a difficult ratio to master, mm-hmm. but but really, it's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah, you just put it into practice, practice a over and proactive over.
1: proactive mindset.
0: What's the key to teaching? Review review, 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 review. Yeah, and then it just becomes part of. What you are. Yes. And then you'll see amazing things take place. <laughs> you will move into the wide world of letting your partner influence you.
1: Oh, the wide world. Okay.
0: Okay. So now we've talked talked about that. So yeah. we're four down. We've got three more to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so join us next time as we move into principle number five. Excellent. And you'll have to just see what that is. Okay. So if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. Also, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we hope that you will share the love by rating us on iTunes. We'll be thrilled if you would write a review. Say... Boy, Brent, and Kelly. They're so they're great. Fabulous. So, I
1: was enraptured as they're I so was funny. listening. so funny.
0: Yes, enraptured. <laughs> anyway, that will help us to get the word out. All we're trying to do is to uphold uh, the beauty of healthy marriages mm-hmm. together. And uh, we also want to give a special shout out to our engineer, audio magician, Grant Supak. Grant, you're the best, baby. Hey,
1: thank you, Grant. We
0: love you. You always make us sound good <laughs> or better. Anyway, thanks for listening today, and until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.